Welcome to another episode of JNR Basketball. I'm John, joined today again by Ronnie, and we're going to discuss the NBA playoffs and how they're going so far. So today it is May 11th. The Golden State Memphis game is in progress. And if you're watching that game or if you watch that game, you probably aren't checking it out too much because the score is a blowout, but that's okay. Ronnie, how's it going? I'm good. That, yeah, that game is unbelievable, man. What Right now, can I, you want me to tell me, should I say yeah, yeah, what the ahead. score is? So right now it's 105 to 58. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that is, that is not a game. Uh, at some point they're going to pull the starters. If they haven't already, they mm-hmm. should. Uh, yeah, there's 501 left in a third quarter. Okay. Yeah. Very different than some of the games we saw this weekend. So let's kind of, let's kind of jump into it. Let's start in the Eastern Conference with, uh, let's start with the Miami and 76ers. So that series is tied. Oh, no, sorry. That series was tied, uh, two to two before they had headed back to Miami for game five. Miami took a very dominant lead in that game and never really looked back. They ended up winning it 120 to 85. And like I said, they have a three, two series. Uh, anything that surprised you in this series so far, Ronnie, or, or this last weekend? Not really. I mean, so going back to you know Embiid's injury, and you know they were down two and zero. The only thing that really surprised me was that they actually won their two games at home. I, I didn't think that Embiid was going to be healthy enough to come away with a couple of wins, but then they tied up the series, and then Miami went back home and they they took that game. So let's see what happens. I'm I'm curious now that they're going back to Philadelphia. What what's going to happen now? What's been crazy is in this series, uh, other than the Golden State Memphis series, the home team has won every single game. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, oh, you know what? I take that back. We'll, we'll get to the, the difference in that in just a second. But in this series, at least, Miami, uh, Philadelphia, the home team has won every single game. And that, you know, it's going to go to game seven and Miami's going to win. Yeah. If that I, holds I, true. I, I thought every team did win the home games. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. You know, which, which team yeah. didn't? <laughs> But yeah, um, Embiid, he, he seems like he's doing pretty good. But then they, he did get knocked in the head. Uh, well, he the ball hit him in the face, and I think that kind of you know rattled him a little bit, you know, because of his injury. So um, I don't know how much that affected his gameplay, but um, I I wonder how much it did, you know. Yeah, he is. He's been back for three games, so he he missed game one and two, but he's been back, averaging thirty five minutes a game since his return. Uh, 19 points a game, almost 20 points a game, which is a, about what you would expect, maybe a little under what you would expect from him there. But uh, he he was dominant when he came back, but you could definitely see he, he's still hurting. Yep. And I think it shows in his game and, and some of his decisions. Yeah, not really an MVP performance by him. Just 17 points, five rebounds, and uh, you kind of expect a little bit more from him during the playoffs especially too, you know. But again, he's playing injured right. though. On uh, the Miami side, Jimmy Butler just having a heck of a series. He's averaging 26 points a game, seven rebounds, six assists, just really showing why you know they, they paid so much to get him over to Miami. Yeah, he had a 40-point game a couple of games ago, and then 23 this game, last game. Nine rebounds, six assists, so yeah, he's the man. <laughs> <laughs> the the player that I like watching is, is Tyler Hero, coming off the bench, sixth man of the year, and just... I think we talked about it on the last podcast, just hitting the clutch shot when you need it. The game starts to get out of control, get it back under control and, and, and keep, keep going. Now in this last game, it wasn't an issue because it was, it was such a, a blowout, but it's, it's great to see him come in and, and have those big shots when they need him. Yeah. What is it about him that I like so much? Is is it because he's coming off the bench and then he kind of, he does that, you know, it just kind of takes the game over, but uh, I don't know. It just, he's becoming one of my favorite players. Yeah, you always root for for those six men sort of people to come off the bench. Uh, 
it's the kind of person you want on your bench, not necessarily in your starting lineup. I don't know that he's a, a great starter. Although if you look at his minutes, he's getting just under 30 minutes a game this series. It's it's on par with some of the starters in here. So he's definitely getting a long, play, lot of playing time and, and it's, you know, being rewarded for his, uh, his off the bench antics or yeah, heroics. Not just him, but seven players were in double digit digits for their team. So that that's excellent. I mean, that's spreading the ball and um, you don't like with, with some games, you know, they just have to guard one player like John Morant or, you know, Luca. But uh, no, this one, you, you have to guard everyone. Everyone has a ball and everyone has a chance to shoot and score some points there. And the second leading scorer was uh, Struss with 19. So, yeah, that's they're doing excellent in sharing the ball. The the biggest shock to me thus far has been the performance or, or lack thereof uh, by Kyle Lowry. He He's only, you know, I know he's hurt. He hasn't played in, in all of the games. Uh, but he's averaging three points a game for the two games that he's played in. And he just hasn't looked himself. So you wonder how much was that injury really nagging on him before he finally decided to to call it quits. Yeah, I mean, you see that name and you expect like maybe 20 point games at least out of him, you know. But yeah, he just hasn't shown up at all. So that's too bad. I, I'll miss him. I don't think he's going to be back after this year. It's going to be a struggle. We're going to talk about some of the the free agents to be in the East a little bit later today, but he's definitely making it, not making a good case for himself to return to that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to have a hard time making a deep championship run. If those are the kind of numbers that he's going to put up. So yeah. hopefully he gets healthy. Hopefully he can come back. You know, I'm not really rooting for Miami, uh, but you want to have an interesting series and mm-hmm. um, a healthy Kyle Lowry helps make series more interesting. Yeah. On the other side too, Harden's not showing up not that much either. I mean, he he did a little bit, but uh, I mean, he's just not what he was. You know, I mean, he, that's another player. I mean, what for what he's getting paid, he's he's not there. You know, in in Harden's defense, he came into the team midseason, so he's still trying to find his way, possibly potentially. You would think that he would just be a, a plug and play player, though. The way he played, where you know he with on Houston, he used to do his own thing. He would dribble. You didn't know if he was going to pop up for a three or drive it to the rim and, you know, get, get a foul and get some free throws. But I mean, he, he just hasn't been doing his thing. You know, he, he, he changed his game. I mean, he only has, I don't think there's, there's, I don't think there is a starter. That's a plug and play player though. I I think that's maybe okay with bench players, but well, you're you're asking him, especially with Joel being hurt, you're asking him to basically lead this team that you've been part of for, for just a few months. I, I think that's a tall order. Do you remember when he would used to drive all the time and he'd get fouls and he he would shoot like twenty free throws a game? But last game he only had yeah, like three attempts. Ten years ago. Well, yeah, but he used to, and it, I mean he, that's what made him so hard to guard. He would either drive it and he would you know use his body and get a foul, or he would launch a three and drain it, and you didn't know how to guard him. It just, but he's he's not doing that. He's he's not playing the same. He's slowed down. He he's definitely lost a step. Definitely lost some hair. Uh, but he's still great player to watch I, I think i don't know what his future holds and we're, like i said we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show but yeah he, he was a great addition you needed to you needed to get ben simmons off your team and you know you got a, a great score in return for that so you yeah. know you take what you can get wasn't a bad haul overall for for the sixers yeah i think if i were them i would kind of change it up where I, I wouldn't have him put like take the ball up anymore i would have him kind of be like a shooting guard you know and have him have somebody pass to him so he could just shoot the three when when someone's driving and trying to get him open, you know, to get get the point guard or get him open. 
Yeah, let him let him take the shots rather than trying to create. Right. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win the series, Ronnie? It's three two Miami right now. Um. So, I still think Miami's going to take it. Yeah, I think I was saying the Sixers earlier, but I after this, it's that dominant performance this last game. I don't, I don't know how you come back from that. Uh, it always helps to go back home to do that, but I, I just think they're hurting, and some of the some of the cracks are starting to show and starting to widen, and it's going to be tough to recover from that. If they do somehow win this series in advance, I don't think there's any chance of them making it out of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean it's three and two right now. They are going to uh, Philadelphia is going to play at home, so we'll see if that plays in their favor. But yeah, I just I I think Heat in the end will close it out. I mean. Philly has to win two games in a row, and with they, the way they're looking, I don't think they could do that. I think Miami is just too good of an overall team. They they could handle, you know, the the two main players, and then shut the rest of the team down too. They could handle uh, Embiid and Harden, you know, and then shut the rest of the team down. Anything else you want to talk about on Miami Philadelphia? Or are you ready to move on to no, Boston let, and Milwaukee? Yeah, let's move on. We we know who's going to win that one. Good job, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milwaukee leads the series three to two. They played tonight, and it was a really good game right up until the last second, uh, depending on which team you were rooting for. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Milwaukee pulls away with the win, 110-107. to 107. Uh, Did you watch the end of this game? Did you catch any of this yep. game? Yeah, I did watch this one. And it's it's kind of a controversial contra- controversial call. <laughs> I hope I said that right. I suck at pronouncing sometimes. But, uh, yeah, who had the ball last? Was it was it Smart? Marcus Smart was, was taking yeah. the shot, yeah. Yeah, so he was jabbing down, and then um, it looked like he got hit in the hand or you know on the wrist. I want to say, you know, it would would have been a shot? foul. No, it looked oh, like he was. I think it was clean no, uh, from Drew Holiday. Or I'm talking about when he was dribbling the ball up to go set up a shot. So right at like the half court line, right at the the last steal. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. it looked okay. like he got hit in the wrist, and I, I'm wondering. I haven't looked to see if anyone was talking about it yet, but I I think that they're they're going to say something about that. But it would have only been two free throws, but still, it, it would have been two extra points possibly and i don't know we'll, which i, I kind of want to see what people have to say about that but i, I was I didn't disappointed look at the that, replay yeah i saw i it. didn't look at the replay but it looked like a good to me it looked like a good no call obviously yeah. I, I have no rooting interest in this so uh <laughs> it looked clean but the the end of the game the, the play before that you know where they had a chance to take the lead and mm-hmm. drew holiday has that huge block right and then hits the ball onto uh, Marcus Smart, so it's out of bounds on him. It was just, you know, I just love Drew Holiday for those reasons. He's such a smart basketball player. He's all heart. He's all hustle. And you just, you can't help but not root for that guy. Did I say that right? You can't help but not root for that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you like him because, yeah, he's he's a great player. I think he's very under, um, what am I saying? (laughs) Underrated. But uh, yeah, I think he's excellent. He's one of my favorites on that team. I think that's a big reason why they won the championship last year because they added him to the team. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, for sure. I and then which? Go ahead. Uh, which Phoenix Sun does he remind you of? Not on this current roster, but let's look like in the history. Someone that's you know he's a starter. He's not he's not the sexy starter. He's not Giannis, uh, but he he's crucial to your team. Kind of having that success. Is there a a Suns player that that reminds you of? Uh, just um, with you asking me, like, just kind of unexpectedly, I'm going to say Leandro Barbosa because he would come off the bench and he would just uh, kind of, like, take over spark. sometimes. And, yeah, he exactly he had that little spark that the team needed at the time. So I'll, I'll say him, but who are you thinking? I think you got someone else in mind. Yeah, I, I it just kind of came with this as we were talking. I didn't, didn't plan this, but I was thinking of Boris Diaw. 
where uh, he can get you that offense. He can he could be a defender. Um, who was that? And Boris Diaw. Oh, Boris Diaw. Okay, yeah, you cut out a little bit, but I, I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I you know he wasn't he wasn't the superstar on that team. He was mm-hmm. <laughs> not even the top three, but he was one of those players that you you needed him to do what he did in order to be successful. So that that's kind of what the first player that popped in my head from yep. the you know the Suns era uh, of yesteryear. Yeah, I can see that definitely. So, All right, so Milwaukee leads three two. Who who do you think is going to take this? So this so you mentioned before, you know, every team had won at home. This was in Boston tonight. Was in Boston. Milwaukee beat Boston in Boston. Okay. So now gotcha. they're going back to Milwaukee. So Milwaukee can close it out on their home court, or Boston has to win two to take the series. So this is the one game that was different. This is the Tonight's one game, game that was gotcha. different. Yep. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So you, so I was right until up until you know. Like an hour ago, <laughs> um. So I've I picked Milwaukee before. I'm still sticking with them. Um. Yeah, the Celtics probably can step it up and stop them this game, but Milwaukee is so good, and I I I think that that's the team that's gonna win the East. So I, I'm gonna stick with them. They they definitely are in the driver's seat. You're asking Al Horford to do a lot of work to try to stop Giannis, and he did. Mm-hmm. He did in game four. I don't know if you saw yeah. that exchange that kind of set him off. That was that was kind of interesting to watch. But he, uh, you know, Giannis kind of dunked on him and then kind of gave him mm-hmm. a look and was talking to him. And you could just see Al be like, all right, we're going to play like that. Okay. And yeah. for whatever reason, that fired him up and, and he shut him down and put in a really, really good game. I don't think you're going to get that on a nightly basis from, from <laughs> right. Al. But you almost need to to stop Giannis and they're kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place there. I I think, I think I agree with you. Milwaukee's going to take this. I think they're going to take it next game. I think they're going to take it on their home court and uh, punch their ticket to the Eastern conference finals. Yeah, absolutely. That was too bad that they called a technical on, on Giannis too. But um, yeah, once, once he did that, once he did that dunk and then Harford, you know, dunked back on him and threw, threw Giannis down and it just definitely lit a fire under him. So for sure. Um, He, but it just shows that, like you said, he could, the Celtics can turn it on. They they have that capability, but for some reason they're they just don't have that little extra motivation that they need. Like like with that incident, you know, they just I don't know what it is, but uh, maybe the maybe Milwaukee just kind of takes it out of them, and they just are such a good team. They just let the air out of the Celtics. The, the, I mean, I, I think it's the Giannis factor here. I think Giannis might be the best player in basketball. You know, he didn't win the MVP award. Uh, you can argue over that if all you want, but he's taking 10 three throws a game. He's scoring 33 points a game in this series. He's playing 40 minutes. I mean, he is just, he's everywhere and you don't have a body that can stop him consistently. It's not just Boston. A lot of teams have had that problem. Uh, that's, that's why they are yeah. the defending champs. Exactly. Right. You know, the the one thing I noticed is Grant Williams, though, he he didn't score a point. And uh, he was a, a decent factor last game. I mean, he had nine points for the game before, but still, when he got a, he played thirty minutes with no points, and I mean, that could have been the the factor right there. Yeah. I mean, if you just got one player that's just having a bad night in the playoffs, that could be all it takes. Especially with these teams, I think are are pretty evenly matched. They're they're mm-hmm. pretty close to each other. Yeah. Speaking and, of uh, that too, I mean, Celtics they do have I think the best defense in the league, but Milwaukee has really stepped up their defense and. They have one of the best defenses now, and I, it may be because Lopez came back. But um, that's they're a, a they're a huge defensively. So now you got offense and defense, and they're going to be really tough to beat, no matter who they're matched up against. 
Yeah. What do you think the likelihood of them repeating is? Fifty <sighs> percent. What percent? I'm sorry. Fifty percent, unfortunately. Fifty percent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like saying that because hopefully the Suns will meet them, but it's right. yeah, they're they're right up there. It's gonna be so good if they meet in the finals. It's it's gonna be a really good rematch. I hope it happens. So a quick score update: the uh, Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies are in the fourth quarter, 124 to 71. <laughs> Yikes! That's amazing. <laughs> I love hearing that too because I, I'm not a Golden State Warriors fan because I, I don't like any California teams, you know, because they play against the Suns. So it's it's nice to see their their butts getting beat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about that series because I, I don't think Golden State's going to come back. Okay. At this point, so let's go ahead and, and assume that that's true, which it would be quite the the comeback if it happens. Golden State is still going to be leading the series three to two. They're going back to California to play. Um, to play another game. Uh, uh, what do you think's you, gonna happen? I I got my I got my cities wrong. I'm sorry. That's uh, good. No, no, no. They're going to Golden State. Yeah, they're going back to Golden State. Memphis yeah. was the two seed. Yep. So, do you think there's any chance that the Grizzlies could win three in a row and take the series? <laughs> I I do think there's a chance. It's it's highly unlikely, but it's to me it's fascinating that they seem to be playing better without Jaw. Yeah. So why do you think that is? The previous game you kind of set up you so Jaw was a a game a game time decision. So you kind of have him in your game plan. You you set up for that. He's he ends up not playing. They only lose by three, but maybe part of the game plan was to have him in, and it kind of screwed him up. And but now you know he wasn't going to play. You plan around not having him, and you you really just set your team up to for success. You know, like you just forget about him, just move on, and and just really you know, plug in and, and get ready for the Warriors with who you have. I think that might have been it. Interesting. Okay. I, I think they're a good team. The Memphis Grizzlies are. I think when Jaws in, he wants to get his touches and maybe you're not playing team basketball, which is really what your team is built for. Mm-hmm. You're playing jaw basketball. And now that you're forced to play team basketball, you're you're giving that extra pass to get that extra shot, to get that better look. And, uh, you know, I did not expect... Game four to be won by Memphis. I did not expect it to be as close as it ended up being, uh, as well. So I, I, I do think Golden State's going to win this, but it's certainly an interesting study to to see how they played without Jaw. Yeah. What it, do you think about the? Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say it's it's really tough to win three in a row. You know, they, these guys need to win it, and I don't know if you could do that against Golden State. I'm I'm still pulling for the Memphis Grizzlies. I I think they could take it. I do think they're the better team, but. It's tough against the Warriors specifically when they could have one of those nights where they're just draining all their threes and you know, just they're doing everything right. And on the Grizzly side, you could have a bad night, you know, and it just screws up that one game that you need to yeah. to continue the series. So it's it's going to be have tough. No but, margin for error, right? Exactly. And their their backs are against the wall, but they're an excellent team, and they're they're proving it tonight too. So um, hopefully they kind of get their confidence, and hopefully they don't they don't get overconfident for next game. Sometimes I see that happening with with teams where they don't prepare next game because they won so badly the game before. So hopefully they continue to prepare well, and you know the Warriors don't don't win this next game. Like I think they will because <laughs> they they're just losing by so much. They're it's going to light a fire under the Warriors, and they're probably going to take the next game, even though I don't want them to. <laughs> I I I think they probably will, and I think 
I think whoever they play in the Western Conference Finals, that they're going to win. And I think you'll have Golden State coming out of the West. Yeah, and home court advantage too. And that, that just always fires them up too. When they got the crowd behind right. that team, that's that's the extra motivation they need. When they don't have the crowd behind them, they, they don't play. They just, they don't, they're not feeling it, you know, so... But we'll see. Hopefully, well, that place is stuck. rocking. Right. Like the crowd there really, really motivates those guys. It's huge. So yeah, it's definitely a home court advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did you see the the all the controversy with with uh, Poole grabbing Jaws' knee and yeah. you know you broke the code nonsense that's coming out? What, what is your take on all of that? I think that he kind of. I mean, he did break the code. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't. What's the code? I don't I don't understand what the code is. <laughs> I mean, he just grabbed a player in the wrong way. That that's all it was. He he grabbed him in certain places that are just it, it could really hurt a guy seriously the way he grabbed him. It was really weird how he had two hands in the right places. He had one hand on a hip, one hand on a knee, and he like pushed and pulled. And you don't do that when you're grabbing for the ball. So you think it was intentional? I don't think it was intentional to hurt him, but I think it was intentional to try to just stop him. To I think Ja okay. was like on his way to you know going to, towards the rim, and he was just trying to like pull him away from being able to. Do th- he was he was trying to foul him on purpose, but you don't foul a guy in that manner because it hurt him. So, my my rebuttal to that is earlier in the game, Steph Curry had a a little ankle break and, and went to the right jaw fell down and then stuck his leg up to trip Steph Curry. <laughs> I saw that too. So yeah. that's, that's the part I have a problem with is that, right. Hey, he broke the code too. You, <laughs> yeah. What code you're, you're, you know, it's a, it was an extremely physical game right? and you're, you could potentially hurt somebody. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. trying to stop him. You're trying to foul him, but you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and it, there's been other, other angles of, of jaw doing, uh, it's probably dirty, if not borderline dirty sort of stuff. And like I said, it's happening on both sides. Mm-hmm. But it just seems a little bit hypocritical to to call somebody out when I think there's more than enough evidence showing that you're guilty of the exact same thing. Yeah, and so Ja did have a sore knee. So maybe they're thinking that you know he, the um, that he knew about it when he pulled his knee. You know, but uh, let's go back to the Curry incident though. So if Curry got injured, it would have been the same exact situation too you know i mean it would have been dirty it would have been against the code and uh it would have been it would have been horrible you know just for jaw but he didn't get injured so no one thinks anything of it (laughs) so no one cares yeah yeah i i don't know it's it's an interesting situation uh i i feel like the officiating in this playoffs have has been pretty terrible Mm -hmm. and these games are getting more and more intense each each round uh each game as we get deeper and deeper into the series yeah man you, uh i have a way to the, fix that so do you, so i used to work at a place of a phone call center right where you would lose your bonus if you did a certain if you said like the certain things wrong so why can't we do that with the refs where if you know if, if they if they don't get 100 percent of the calls right they don't get a bonus or they don't they don't get paid their full amount if they get well, you'll like you'll never get a hundred percent of the calls right. Right, it's it, it's tough to be an official. I I definitely don't want that job. Yeah, absolutely. It it is a very tough job. But if let's say if you're ninety eight percent accurate, you get like eighty percent of what you got paid. Or if you get like ninety five percent accurate, you get fifty percent. You know, like let's hold them responsible for their calls, and that way they 
they're motivated to get the calls right because I see so many calls that they do get wrong, but if, maybe if they're motivated to just make sure no matter what that the call is right, they'll be right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what how to fix it. Uh, I don't know that necessarily punishing them monetarily is is the right answer. I think that there should be some way to get rid of bad referees and bring in other referees because there's certainly people that can do the job better. I think, but do, it's it's been tough to watch some of these series because of because of officiating. Do you know? I, I never researched this, but do you know if college refs uh, also do NBA games too? Like, are they are they typically? The it, it typically that's not true. I don't believe. I think you you are like a Pac-12 ref or, or okay. an SEC ref. I don't believe that they they go uh, multiple divisions or, or leagues. Yeah, because there's so many college refs because there's you know, a ridiculous amount of college Up teams. Million so, college yeah. teams, yeah. <laughs> so if you keep track of their stats and how accurate they are, I mean, let, let's pull some of them into the NBA. And I'm, I mean, sure, I'm sure yeah. they already do, you know, but still, if, uh, if one ref is bad, then let's get a d- different ref, you know, from college and put him in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the way to fix it. Maybe uh, more officials, but then that's just more whistles. Uh, yeah. You could probably say there's a foul on every single play in the NBA, and that's right. probably a true statement. But I just want some consistency. If you're, if it's a foul at the fourth quarter, it should be a foul in the first quarter. You can't, you can't go back and forth on that. And Honestly, all I, I feel want like that's what we're doing. All I want is for them to just, just not call as many fouls when, when you have like this huge seven footer falling down after you know a, a six foot guy. Put like barely touches them. They they just need to like not call anything and just be like, you know what, you you guys are falling all over the place for no reason. Just continue on playing, yeah. and then it'll force the players to stand up and play defense. You know, they because they're gonna know if if they fall down, well, there's gonna be an open guy right there. So you need to stand your ground instead of doing these flops. Unfortunately, the way that it works right now is that people that are flopping, people that are exaggerating the contact. They're getting the calls. So right. other people are seeing that and say, hey, I'm going to do that too. Now, I thought mm-hmm. there was an emphasis to try to per- punish the people that were flopping a little bit more, but it seems like that was short-lived. Yeah. And now it's just – it's coming back even stronger. And, right. you know, let's let's jump to the, the flopping series, uh, the Suns and the Mavericks, where sure. it's just been flop city on both sides. And yep. it's just embarrassing to watch. It is. It's horrible to watch. But thankfully – it is like even calls this game where, you know, last game it was so lopsided where the Suns were getting all the calls against them and the Mavs weren't hardly getting any. So, so I'd be curious to what a Mavs fan thinks about that. So game, you're saying yeah. game four was lopsided against the Suns and, and the fact that the Mavericks were sh- getting most of the calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would love to hear the opinion of a Mavs fan on that because I think they're going to disagree with you and say, finally, they called it even. And that's why the Mavs won. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, you know, they're they're going to, Talk about Luca and how he, <laughs> dude, he gets so many calls against him. It's ridiculous. It pisses me off. But um, they will say that Booker gets the same thing because that's what happened in Game Five. So Booker saw right. what was happening, and he he took a page out of Luca's book and he he started doing exactly what what Luca was doing, and he started getting the calls for himself. And that's how he had to play. Like it's not the way that you want your team to play. You don't want them flopping out all over the place, but. When one team does it, you try to even it up and make it balanced, and it it was balanced calls this game. Okay, I I don't I don't know if that's true. I think there was a, 
a, a more of an emphasis to try to be consistent, but there was definitely flopping. People were getting calls that I didn't think they should have gotten. Uh, I don't I don't know what it takes to get an offensive foul anymore. If I'm being perfectly honest, yeah, you see this more and more with with Luca, with Giannis, with these big guys. They're just driving their shoulder into the defender and almost like they're running backs in the NFL. It's it's right. insane. And that's not an offensive foul. Sometimes that's a defensive foul. And it's mm-hmm. just like, what? Yeah, there's so, so I, many I times. Quite, I don't know if I understand what an offensive foul is anymore. Yeah, so many times when Luca would do that, he he drives in and a Suns defender is, you know, they're backing up with him. They have their hands straight up and they get the call against him. And then the same thing happened yeah. with the Booker. You know, Booker started doing that. He would drive on him. And then he would, the same thing with the, the Mavs would have their hands up and then they would get calls called against him and, um, so yeah, it's just, I don't like the way that the game is being called where when that happens, they just need to not blow the whistle. Just let them play. So Chris Paul fouled out in game four, uh, six fouls. He, I think there was eight minutes left in the fourth quarter when he fouled out. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, what do you think of that final foul? <laughs> what do I think of it? It was such bull crap. It was the worst thing ever. It's so stupid. And then freaking Richard Jefferson's. Oh, you grabbed him right there. Oh, no, he didn't. And if he did, you you <laughs> he couldn't did grab him. If he if he did, you could not see it from both replay angles. You, I watched it so many times, and I was trying to watch it from a Mavs point of view, and there was no proof there. There was there was no. He didn't grab him. I mean, yeah, I mean, he might have. He, he grabbed him. I, I think he grabbed him. He might have grabbed him, but you didn't see it. But no, Richard Jefferson's like saw, he he completely he grabbed saw. him. <laughs> You saw his arm move in like he was going to grab him. You saw, I don't know who he fouled, Brunson. Dude, Jonathan, um, I swear he, to God, I watched his replay like 50 times. I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating. I was trying so, so you hard. you didn't see it, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. The refs blew the whistle. Here's the problem that I have. I'm Chris Paul. I have five fouls. What am I doing? Why well, am I even thinking about reaching to grab his hand. He wasn't trying to get the rebound. He was His hand was low at the guy's hip level. It doesn't make yep. any sense. And that's what has me frustrated is Chris Chris Paul, I thought, and I think, is, a, is an intelligent basketball player. That was a dumb move. All right, here's the other thing. I think Chris Paul made called the foul on himself when he put his hands up to it. The ref was like, okay, I, I need to call a foul now because you obviously did it. The, the ref was like, I think he might have touched up. Okay. And then so like your a, theory, a second later, the whistle was blown. That he, no, no, no. He blew the whistle before Chris put his hands up. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. I, I didn't watch it with the sound on, <laughs> 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 but it looked like I was gonna say, your theory is that Chris Paul put his hand up admitting he did a foul. And then the ref was like, oh shit, maybe I should blow the whistle. I, I turned off all my other senses and I was just going visual. I did not see him actually yeah. physically grab it. So, <laughs> but I wasn't listening. So Ronnie clearly has the Suns fan blinders on and, you know, it's okay to do every now and then, but yeah. it was just a boneheaded move by Chris Paul. Some of, some of his flopping in that game was also pretty bad mm-hmm. and they called an offensive foul for one of those. And yeah, it was a stupid foul, but it was, what are you doing, Chris? Yeah. It just, you're well, in the playoffs. You have a chance to win a title and you're, you're, you're being silly. All right, so there was that foul. There was a couple other ones. They're just so minimal. And I again, it's just don't blow the whistle. I, so fouls are mainly they're created in the league to protect the players from getting injured, right? So don't blow the foul if you if you don't need to prevent the other player from getting injured. You know, if you're if you're trying to protect them, um, like that little tiny thing that Chris Paul did, where he's just trying to like 
he barely touched allegedly his arm. Did. Yeah, allegedly <laughs> touched his pinky or whatever. Yeah, they don't need to call a foul on that. Yeah, the player missed the ball and you know missed the rebound and everything like that, but whatever. <laughs> Just let them play. There was a uh, Steph took Curry took a uh, a foul in the towards the end of the uh, game four, where I think Brooks put his hand on his back. And Seth ended up in like the third row. Oh yeah, uh, I saw that like one that. too. It's just yep. like, oh come on, guys! But it works. It's effective, and it, as long as it's effective, players are going to keep doing it. So okay, so that the one NBA really needs to do something different. I think that one was a legit foul, though. It didn't look like he really pushed Steph hard, but when you're when you're about to launch and you you get touched, and he didn't have to extend his arms again. He just had to like put them near him. He did, he did push Steph a little bit, just enough to where when Steph was launching. It really launched him in a different direction, and it kind of threw him off balance, and it made it look really bad, you know. But, um, yeah, that was a foul. <laughs> it was a foul. I agree. I think there was some acting to make sure that it was a foul. Yeah, falling to the ground and everything was extra. But yeah, it's it's been frustrating to watch all the flops in this series. Yeah, it, the fa- the fouls that have been called inconsistently in this series. I have no idea what's going to happen in Game Six and Seven. I think it's going to be tough for. Uh, Dallas to win two games in a row, but mm-hmm. I, everyone has seemed to make adjustments after a loss. It's been the home team has won every single game. They're going back to Dallas. I would love for, for Phoenix to close it out. I just don't see it happening. But what do you think about the Booker foul when he fell to the ground and was smiling? <laughs> and laid there like he was. Yeah, that's so, I, I'm just the, over that sort of the stuff. The Luca special. <laughs> Man, I was cracking yeah. up when he was doing that because I, I saw it and I just started busting out laughing because that's exactly what Luca does, you know? So it's just, again, the, it, the it was is evenly called. The problem is the refs called, are going to get so, pissed about that yep. and, and not necessarily give him calls that they right. should now because it's they're sort of rubbing it in their face like, haha, I fake that. Yeah, Booker wonders why he doesn't get the calls and there you go. Yeah, so it's it's bittersweet because mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. The, the way that game ended though was absolutely insane. With yeah, Biombo. that was weird. Why why is he trying to dunk with nine seconds left when you're up by thirty? That's the first question I have. Yeah, I get it. You haven't got a lot of playing time. Uh, I get it. The Dallas Mavericks could play defense and not allow you to do that, but it was him it's and one Cam. Of those Cam rules. Cam brought the ball up and he was still playing hard, and then he he passed it to Biombo right there, and then Biombo was like, "Okay, I'll take it." And then it caused a bunch of chaos. <laughs> it caused a lot of chaos. And I just think it was all unnecessary. And then it just got weird where he chased him into the tunnel. Yeah. And do you give him the benefit of the doubt and saying he was just running back? But it sounds like he was trying to start an altercation. Yeah. And so that was instigated by the announcer. We don't really know. So remember, Mar- the, Marquise. The, no, no, Reggie Miller never says anything <laughs> over the top or sensationalized. How dare you? <laughs> So maybe it was just out of habit because Marquise used to play here, you know? So maybe he just yeah. kind of out of habit went to his old locker room, you know? <laughs> I <don't> think so. <laughs> so what you're saying is uh, he was used to losing by 30 on the Suns floor. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Because he was the Suns during our terrible days. Yeah, he he's actually used to... <laughs> your, <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he, it was, was, uh, he was used it to was losing. It was an interesting way to end the game. Yeah, he was used to losing, just running to the locker room to go cry, but <laughs> <laughs> now he's on a losing team still, but a different team. Yeah. So uh, I'll ask the question. I know the answer. Who's going to win this series, Roddy? <laughs> Not the Mavs. God, screw them. Yeah, I, I, I still think Suns and Six. I think they'll win the next game. I think that... Um, 
it's going to be a tough game, but I, I hope that they'll come out on top. If it comes back to Phoenix for a game seven, flip a coin. I mean, all the home teams have won so far, so that gives the advantage to Phoenix, but you never know in a game seven. It's it's so so chaotic and anything could happen. Isn't it fun when you got like these long series that just end up being... So, so you ex- I expected to be a sweep, but then it ends up keep it keeps going, you know. But then it creates all these rivalries, you know. Like I, I used to like Luca, but then all of a sudden we're in a series with him, and now I hate him, and I also hate Reggie Miller and Richard Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just amazing how sports does that, you know. It's like you, this team, these these guys that we never have met or known before, we just love them, you know. And we just like we we take such ownership for just playing for our city, you know. And right. I mean, like anyone that has anything bad to say against it, we're just like. Screw you, you know. It's it's crazy seeing the passion on on Twitter and social media where yeah. someone says something bad about Luca. Like, I hope you die and I'll kill you. And it's, <laughs> it's like, ridiculous. whoa, right? It's basketball. You probably got Cheeto fingers threatening people. <laughs> exactly. It's insane. I, I think it's hilarious. And whenever anyone says something bad on Twitter, I just I crack up and I, I've replied with like some middle fingers here and there, you know. <laughs> Just with them talking about Booker and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I, uh, I try to stay clear of of that stuff because people are crazy, and I don't, yeah. I don't want crazy people in my life. Oh no! I, so I if you're a fan, in. if you're a crazy fan, please, please tone down the crazy. We all just want to watch a game and get home safe. So yeah, let's let's make calm, rash decisions. Leave Jonathan alone and just text me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think the Suns are going to win in six. I think they're going to lose to Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. I think you'll have Golden State versus Milwaukee. That is my finals prediction. Are you and serious? You're joking. Golden Get out of here. I'm You're not joking. Why am I joking? You don't think the Suns are going to beat Golden State? You're just, I you're don't just, think you're, the Suns are going to win Golden State. <laughs> you're triggering State. me on purpose. Shut up. You're such <laughs> a liar. Not. The Golden State Warriors are a well-put-together team. They're the most expensive team. They have the most expensive payroll uh, I'd have to look, but possibly in NBA history, certainly in this season, You're so by, stupid. by quite Get a out margin. Of here. You're ridiculous. But I think they're going to beat the Phoenix Suns. They're going to go to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, they're going to go to the finals representing the West, and I think they're going to be the NBA champions. All right, first of all, Memphis Grizzlies are going to beat Golden State, so you're going to be oh, wrong boy. twice there. And then yep. Grizzlies are going to go up against the Suns, and, and we're going to oh, take okay. them. And then Milwaukee yeah. is going to... We're, we're going to win the first two games and then lose the next four, just like last year, and oh, score ourselves no. again. <laughs> All right, so you, you're predicting Milwaukee will be the NBA champions? No, seriously, I don't really know who's going to be the champions, <laughs> but I, I hope it's the Suns. I think they have a really good chance. Milwaukee still has a really good chance. I mean, we, both of us have stepped up our, our teams. You know, last year we made it the, the finals, and we, we added a couple of key players that we needed last year to win. But then Milwaukee, again, they, they added uh, Lopez, and that, that was a big key yeah. add to their team. You know, we added uh, McGee. Which he hasn't looked good recently, but actually, I wanted to talk about that. What do you think about them not playing campaign at all, and then uh, them playing Biombo instead of um, McGee? I think the results kind of speak for themselves. But yeah. yeah, I I was it was a shocking to see campaign not come off the bench, and uh, Shamit got more out more uh, minutes, and biombo came in instead of mcgee it worked it worked well i think those guys are hungry to see some playing time and they they did what they needed to do to show hey it was the right choice i think it shows why monty won coach of the year he's amazing i was just gonna say monty coach of the year yep he did the exact right calls he picked the right players and 
I'm sure maybe he had some help with his assistant coaches with that too, but uh, still, great job. I yeah. I have loved Biombo the whole entire year when he plays. Um, he has some some bad things here and there, you know, but he he's he's a scrapper, you know. He he goes for the ball no matter what, and I love that. I actually wish Tory Craig would, would play a little bit more because I I've seen that out of him. He he really hasn't been there offensively too well, but uh, I I think defensively he's he's a guy that you want playing too. And I'd like to see Holiday too on on our team play uh, as a point guard instead of campaign so much. I would put in Holiday over campaign because campaign hasn't really been showing up. Well, you know, campaign was injured at the start of the playoffs. He was, he just started getting his feet back, and I think that was one of the first episodes that we'll never see the light of day that we did. Where I, I mentioned, you know, how long is it going to take campaign to get the rust off? Mm-hmm. And Ronnie, being Ronnie, said, "Oh, it'll be fine. Nothing, <laughs> nothing to worry about." Uh, and clearly, that was not the case. He's he's struggling to yeah. get to get his shot back, to get confidence, even. So yep. uh, I'm glad that they just didn't keep going to that well and getting the same results. And it was nice to see those guys. Uh, put up put up the numbers that they put up and have a have a lot of fun in the process. So right, it was fun to watch. Our team is so deep, and I don't mind them going really deep on a bench too. I think if you put all these guys out there and kind of split the minutes up, you're gonna have fresh guys out there against these these tired starters yeah. on the opposing side. You know, when when Luca's playing as many minutes as he's playing, and then you got a a fresh guy that's guarding him defensively. It's I mean, our guy is gonna take it then. You know, when you got a tired Luca against a, a fresh any son. Right. Now, uh, the question I was going to ask has slipped my mind, so we'll, we'll move on for that. The uh, Memphis-Golden State game has just ended, 134-95. That game is over. Oh, I thought it was going to be closer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Golden State leads the series 3-2. to two. They're going back to uh, California for, for game Does six. Does that change your mind at all, just seeing how badly they are? No, I know we just mentioned this, but no. uh, all right. Why would it? How could it? Yeah, it's kind of like we said. I mean, Warriors are going to correct themselves. They're going to see what the they did wrong. And Warriors win at are going to put up 150. Yeah, they're they're going to. Okay, even I, though I they're, they're the they only, Grizzlies only lost by three last game at home, all they had they were they were a three point away from tying it. You don't think that they could take the next game and then win again at home? Nope. Okay. Not even not even on my radar. I'll bet five dollars that the Grizzlies will win this five series. Five American dollars? No, five yen. I'm pretty poor. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Let's talk about some team build up for next year. Let's start with the seventy sixers. The uh Philadelphia seventy sixers were the fourth seed in this year's playoffs. They have the seventh highest payroll, hundred and forty seven million dollars. Next year it's going up to hundred and fifty three million dollars. So they're going to be spending more money and uh what you know Harden's the highest paid player he has a player option of 46 million dollars let's start there it is does James Harden opt out does he stay in Philadelphia what do you think he's gonna do that's tough I mean if he opts out what other options would he have I mean I, I think with his performance this year and in the playoffs he's really limited himself so you kind of got to think like what what teams actually want to give him another try. I mean the the poor teams would give him a try. You know the the teams that that did poorly. I mean you know not not financially poor, but um yeah I, I if he's I don't think the seventy sixes resign him. Well, they he's under contract. It's a player option, so they they have him. <laughs> they want him or not? Oh, I'm sorry. James Harden can James Harden can opt to leave and say you know what. 
I'm going to opt out of my contract. So let's look at Chris Paul, for example. He opted out yeah. of his contract and, and signed an extension, essentially. Uh, that could happen here in Philadelphia. Or James Harden could just be like, yeah, I'm done with Philly and, and go to a different team. Now, if you're Philadelphia, I don't remember what they gave up to get Harden. You you might want some return on investment and might be interested in, in extending him for that reason. He is going to give you 20 points a game. He's going to be, you know, veteran leadership. So it's not it's not all bad. Yeah. If you're Harden, uh, you, you choose the 76ers, you, you stay there and you try to better, better yourself and set yourself up for a, a better contract next year because of the way you performed this year. You, you try to do much better next year. Right. So they got it looks like they got a first round pick out of the trade as well. Um so it wasn't just players, there was draft picks involved. Uh so that's you know, maybe that's what they really wanted. Mm-hmm. And they're they're hoping that he opts out. Uh because as you mentioned, his his he's on the decline. He's thirty two years old, uh, which really isn't that old in basketball, especially for, for some of these guys, but he's he's definitely definitely on the decline. Um that would be a lot of money to free up for Philadelphia. So I don't know right. if you're a if you're a seventy sixers fan. Do you want him gone? How much do they free up if he signs with a different team? Uh, if he opts out, he he it's forty six million dollars off the books. Jeez, please, yeah, yeah, they're they're like, please go somewhere because that's that's a lot of <laughs> money to to pay for what he's I, producing. I, I agree. You could get twenty points a game. Uh, what's the assist number? Not not many assists. Oh no, that's steals. <laughs> you can get ten assists and twenty points a game from. Someone much cheaper. Yeah, well, speaking of steals, too, he's not that great of a defender, too. So what are you getting defensively off of that, too? Yeah, you're not getting a lot. Less than uh, half a steal a game. Yeah. Uh, blocks? Steals? Yeah. he He's definitely removed from his MVP years, for sure. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Hard. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this, <laughs> this playoffs, it's pretty much in line with, with his regular season, 19 points a game. Uh, eight and a half assists. So yeah, I, I, I think, I think he could get a big contract. I just don't know if it's in Philadelphia. If it's not in Philadelphia, where is it? And that's that's a little bit tougher. Okay, so he he mainly plays point guard, right? Primarily, he plays point guard. So do Correct. you do you happen to have a list of free agents that'll be available at the point guard position? So we could, like, so let's say if you get rid of Harden. Like who is going to be available to replace him as at the point guard position too? Because that's what you want to look at too. Sure. Well, potentially, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> <laughs> John Wall, all right, Bra- Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. Oh my goodness, mm. this is this is rough. Uh, some of these are shooting guards, but. Uh, you can mix positions. Let's see. Can I just change it to point guard? But you can see just with those players that you named, I mean, you're you're not losing a lot. You're not gaining a lot. It's kind of an even swap. And if Ricky you could... Rubio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I miss him. <laughs> I, he would be an awesome, <laughs> awesome player coming off the bench for the Suns right now. But yeah, I, I yeah. do miss him. Um, so those those are your top ones, really. Rajon Rondo, if you want to yeah. dust off that. I mean, he's an unrestricted free agent. No, seriously, so he, go he's still him. good. Yeah, absolutely. He, he he still brings up the team. So if you're trying to save uh, over $40 no, million... That's a, true. No, seriously, if you're trying to save money, $40 million a year, and you have all these other guys to choose from, I mean, yeah, yeah let's let's just do an even swap. I mean, we could we could swap, like, statistically, you know, swap even, but save money 
because right. you know Harden is so so expensive. Yeah, maybe Harden holds the power, right? Mm-hmm. I I I could see him opting out and trying to get more years and and money. So maybe he takes less than forty six million dollars to get five years or, or or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his motivation is or what he's going to do, but that's sort of the the big piece there for Philadelphia. You know, if he stays. You don't have a whole lot of money to spend to to improve. Um, the notes I have here, you know, is that they need better shooters and depth. There, that's yeah. been I think their biggest downfall. You know, when the mead goes out, you're you're really kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel there. So having that forty six million dollars would certainly help if you can get the same production from from that you get from Harden for twenty million dollars or yeah, and even you thirty know, million dollars that'll I've, help add depth. I have seen older players, you know, kind of develop themselves and um, they. They're, uh, they kind of get healthy again. You know, they they eat right, they lose some weight, they go a little easy on their knees and everything. So as long as he could do that, as long as he practices and you know gets healthy and maybe thins out a little bit, then uh, yeah, he could be the hard end that he used to be. Yeah, maybe, maybe he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's just done with the NBA. Maybe he just wants to give up all the bull oh, crap. He's no, he's not done with the NBA. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like Everything not getting done. the calls that he used to get from the refs, so and, and that's frustrating him. So he's just gonna overeat and get fat, and next year he'll be twice as big as he was. <laughs> so the only player that they're losing is Paul Millsap, who was traded to them as part of the Brooklyn trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not played a lot of minutes. He's not really. He's he's making the minimum salary, so it's not uh, you could get that replaced pretty easily. Yeah. Not a big deal there. If assuming Harden stays. And you really, this is the team that you see today is the team you're going to have next season. Where do you see this team going in the playoffs? Do they make the playoffs? What What is your prospects so of this team? I'm a believer of team chemistry and keeping teams together. And again, it's a lot of times you, you have a good team, but you're just missing that key piece. You know, kind of like the Suns were and Milwaukee was, you know, we, they're, they're already good teams. They just added one more player to them. So if if this team could stay together and they maybe find a good draft pick or they or they add another free agent that's you know just that missing key, then they absolutely could be back where they were, just just like they're in the playoffs now, and maybe move on to the finals. Yeah, and that's going to be the problem at the end of the day is that you know they're they're spending eight million dollars more next year than they are this year, so there's probably not a lot of money to attract those sort of piece players that you need. And th- this team's not weak by any means either. I mean, you got Harris and Green for you know they're they're starters. They're not bad starters at all yeah. but then you got milton off the bench and who else do they got well okay so maybe going a little further down the bench it's not that great but so i like deandre um deandre jordan how come they don't play him more often they're deandre jordan is going to be a free agent he's not he's not an i, I didn't even include him <laughs> yeah I, I mean you like deandre jordan but his his numbers don't don't do much i thought they he don't... was impactful though sometimes that, that doesn't show with the numbers but i thought when he did play he played well and he did a lot of things necessary to just help win the game. Yeah. You're not going to see a, you know, a ton of, of points and everything from him, but um, he, he defensively, you're not someone you don't want to get, get off, come off a screen and then go towards Jordan. You know, like, what are you going to do? He's, he's going to block the hell out of you. Yeah. Uh, teams don't see it that way. He, he's been on a steady decline of minutes. Uh, he averaged 13 minutes this year. So, yeah, what? I I don't think he's going to be on this team next year, and I don't think they're going to miss him. Why not put him and Embiid out there at the same time and see what happens? 
Interesting. Just to see. Give I it don't a try. think they're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll make a call, Ronnie. I'll yeah. see what I can do. I'll, I'll send them a, a Twitter. <laughs> what? I think uh, I think their ceiling is about where they are right now. Yeah. Fourth seed, probably not getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you're you're kind of stuck there. I, I don't think you. I think you're kind of handcuffed. You know, you're paying Harden forty six million dollars, Tobias Harris thirty eight million dollars, Joel mm-hmm. Embiid thirty three million dollars. You're handcuffed financially because of that, and I just think that. You're not going to be able to to get anybody to help your team to build that depth, which you really need. Yeah, maybe you could do some of that in the draft, mm-hmm. but when you get to the playoffs, you need those experienced players, and I, I think that you're you're kind of hampered. So maybe maybe they don't want Harden to return, and they can get two players at twenty five million dollars each. That that's mm-hmm. going to help the team out more. Yeah, or you can get really lucky and get someone from the G League. Yeah, <laughs> like that one guy that almost you won a most improved player, Jordan Poole. Yeah. yeah. The number three seed in the East was Milwaukee. Milwaukee has the fifth highest payroll. They're spending $158 million this year. Next year, with with some of the people leaving, they're going to be down to $156 million. So $2 million is the difference. You know, they have their core of Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. Uh, I, we talked about this already. Giannis is probably the best player in basketball. Mm-hmm. So they're as long as you have him healthy on your team, you're going to be in consideration for the top team in the East. Well, you just hope they could hold it together, but it's tough when you're you're one of those strong teams two years in a row, and just like Golden State, you know they they held themselves together, but they they're paying for it. You know they're they're the highest team yeah. in the in the league and the most played team in the league. So if Milwaukee wants to keep this team together, they got to pay them. And yeah, I think you you should pay them because they deserve it. You know, but that's tough to do. I mean, you just sometimes it's just that one player. You know that. They want to get that max contract, but you just can't afford them, so they they leave, and then the team's not as good next year. You know, you just replace them with someone that's not as good, and um, yeah, yeah I, it starts I, to starts to fall apart. Yeah, I hope they could pull this team together, but uh, yeah, that's that's tough. So Chris Chris Middleton has been hurt this entire series with the Celtics, mm-hmm. and it's it's still been a very very good series. So right. I think with a healthy Chris Middleton, and I'm just looking to see who they lose. They lose Serge Ibaka which hasn't been playing a whole lot of minutes. That's not really that big of a deal. Uh, they lose Leslie Matthews, who has been a spot starter, but there's certainly better options out there. He plays uh, forward and guard. He's kind of a hybrid player, but he's not hes not great. Uh, yeah. I think you can improve yourself there and, and, and become more competitive with, with somebody else. This, uh, is, this is a team that their starters play so much. Like, so the last games... Giannis, he played 40 minutes. Holiday played 40 minutes. And when you have two guys like that, you don't really need a, a lengthy bench to for anything yeah. else. You just need to pay those guys and then don't worry about your bench because these guys are going to play all the minutes. And then hope they don't get hurt. <laughs> right, exactly. Yep, go all in and on your starters. But uh, yeah, there could be injuries. But, but... I, Yeah, it's it's been it's been interesting. You know, they got uh, Lopez, Brooke Lopez back late in the season and I, I think I agree with you it's just been a huge huge help for being able to to kind of go to that next level I think with Middleton and Lopez out you're going to have too much pressure on Giannis and Holiday and I, I don't think they'd be doing what they do but Brooke really takes a lot of that pressure off of those guys yeah Connington coming off the bench Portis coming off the bench and those are some strong players yep Bobby Portis Bobby Portis with a huge putback uh in, in tonight's game that really 
help them seal the victory. So yeah, just those role players are, are extremely important to have. And, uh, those guys are, those guys are all coming back. So they're certainly going to be in the conversation for the top teams in the East, top teams in the NBA. And you know, they, they, they have the ability to repeat this year, obviously still being in the playoffs next year, the year after that. 2024 is where that core starts to maybe fall apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to make some decisions between those core three, Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday. But uh, you you have two more years of solid championship contention there. Who's the big players that would be missing out? <laughs> Excuse me, like on who are under contract this year that might might leave? Uh, nobody. This uh, Serge Ibaka is leaving. You have a couple of guys with Just player Ibaka? options, but okay, yeah. Uh, Bobby yeah. Portis looks like he has a player option. Giannis's brother has a player option. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, the the core three, which is, you know, Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday, they're under contract through 2023-2024 season. But, you know, I, I honestly um, love Ibaka, but I know he's older now, and he's 32 years old, but that's, in my eyes, you know, that's that's not as that old anymore because, you know, you got – Got players like Vince Carter that used to play until he was forty, you know, and Steve Nash and uh, LeBron James. They're all older players that play just as well as they did before, you know. So let's get Ibaka back on a team that he could actually play for. I want to see him play again. Get him on his Suns. Yeah, maybe, maybe Ronnie, maybe he'll be a son next year. Ibaka, we want you. <laughs> <laughs> Boston is the number two seed. They have the sixteenth highest payroll. 133 million dollars and they're going to go up to 151 uh so they have some contracts that are definitely going up mm. uh they're not losing any of their five core players so they're going to stay on the team yeah um, good. there's five players with team options uh they just have a solid roster they have you know the two bigs with with horford and williams uh are not giving them great power forward production but they're serviceable when you have a you know they're they're the right price and sometimes that's that's what you just need. Okay, so looking at this team, the main thing that that's different about from this team from any other team in the league is that all five of these starters play thirty minutes or more, and that's a huge difference when you look at some other teams when they're playing right. like you know twenty minutes per game and things like that. But these guys are young and they can just stay out there unless they get in foul trouble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking at their roster now, you know you have Al Horford who's thirty five. Everybody else is under thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have a big uh, bench. They kind of have, but uh, they, no, they don't need don't. it. They they kind of have they have you know like I said five players who are under team options. So that really gives you know Boston is in the driver's seat. It's like hey, this guy didn't perform. We're not going to bring him back, and we're going to spend that four million, five million dollars somewhere else. So they're they're in a really good position to to continue to compete. You know when you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, you're you're always going to be in the conversation. And uh, I think that. They're going to be right back here again next year, top one or two, three or so in the East, uh, competing for an NBA championship. I don't think there's any reason to expect them to fall off. Yeah, the one thing about playing so many minutes is that you're you're out there risking injury a lot more than any other players out there too. You know, when you're when you're playing those that many minutes, you know, so it's, it's just statistically someone's going to get injured, unfortunately, because you're just you're out there so much of the time. Compared to uh, these other players, that are out there for twenty minutes. They're not. They're just. They're not out there to get injured like these guys are. Right. I mean, that's always the case, right? You play a lot of minutes, you have potentially get injured. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I think. I think they're young enough. They'll bounce back quick enough if if they do get an injury. You know, hopefully, 
and uh, just always a possibility. Yeah, they just need to play smart, and there's some particular players that I have seen back in the day. I'm sorry, like, they they do play Marcus Smart. What are you talking yeah, about? yeah, no, they <laughs> they they there's some players like for example, uh, like Jalen Rose. The way he would shoot a three pointer would reduce any injury uh, that he would ever get, like you know, landing on someone's ankles, you know, and and spraining his ankle. Um, it's that you just you kind of like barely shoot, you know, barely jump to the ground, but you know, you sink your three. So if as long as these guys can play that many minutes, but play smart like that, you know, just not go crazy, you know, like a uh, John Morant, for example, just throw yourself at the rim, you know, then yeah. they can stay away from those injuries, hopefully too. So. I hope these guys stay healthy and stay together. I like this team yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say that because if you tell Job to stop going into the paint, you really take away some of his effectiveness. So, right. Um, you have to kind of weigh that risk-reward scenario. Um, and yeah, he's injured yeah, now, was, but was that injury caused from throwing himself at the rim? No, it wasn't. It was just half court, you know, so. Yeah. Anything can happen, Ronnie. Right. Anything can happen. See, it doesn't matter, guys. Num- just just throw yourself at the rim because you get injured no matter what. <laughs> Who cares? Yep. You'll hurt yourself playing Go guitar hero. Yep. If you exactly. If you don't play as hard as you you would have, if you don't play as hard as you could have, then you're gonna get injured when you're not playing as hard as you, you wish you would have. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's some mental gymnastics there. <laughs> yeah. My Ronnieism of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Miami has the eighth highest payroll, uh, $138 million. They go down to $133 million next year. They have Butler and Bam locked up for several seasons. Th- those guys are solid. Uh, that's kind of going to be the, the anchor of that team. So they're, they're a big team. They have a lot of, of solid, uh, you know, in the center of the big men. Mm-hmm. What I put in my notes is that they really need to upgrade uh, Kyle Lowry. He's under contract for two more years. Yeah. He's 35 years old. His points are down. His assists are flat. Uh, you're paying him $28 million this year, $29 million next year to really just be an okay point guard. We looked at that list briefly. I think some of those names uh, are upgrades over him. I just don't know if you're going to find a trade partner that, that's going to want to take him. Do you have in front of you, does it say what Markeith Morris is getting paid? Uh, yes. Markeith Morris, he's a free agent. He he leaves after this year. Okay. He's getting paid $2.6 million. Okay. So I, I think he's just as good as Lowry. You know, I mean, he used to be a son, so I know him a little bit. And he played similar to, you know, his brother, Mar- Marquise <laughs> Morris. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that you could put him out there and just get it just as much, even maybe even more protection than Lowry because Morris is good defensively too. Yeah. The, the, yeah, uh, possibly. Uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, the age difference there is, is minor. Kyle Lowry's, oh, he's 36 now. He must have just had a birthday. Uh, Marquise, Marquise Morris is 32. I think you need to go younger, Definitely. especially since Jimmy Butler is now in his early 30s. You can't just keep rolling out these old guys. So yep. maybe they address it in the draft. And maybe you keep Kyle Lowry there to, to help make that transition. Mm-hmm. But, you you got to get better value out of your you got to get better production out of your point guard. Yeah, how old is Jimmy Butler? Thirty two. Okay, so yeah, he's he's almost getting up there, but uh, yeah, he's always been well, a, a great player. Yeah, but the the position that he plays, you know, it it takes a toll on you more right. so than than you know, point guards or or shooting guards. Exactly. So. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering at what his age was and you know how many years he might yeah. have left too. You know. 
But yeah, you said he's under contract for a while with them, so hopefully he he's under up. contract. Through, he has a couple of player options along the way. I can't imagine that he would opt out. He's due to make 37, 45, 48, and 52 million dollars over the next four years. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb. And oh just boy. because of these players' attitudes that they could potentially take, that they have, you know, with a, uh, they're kind of hot headed. They're like all these players that we're naming, you know, Morris, uh, there's Tucker too. He, he could be hot headed. And then Butler, I think so- something's going to happen. Where they're gonna want to, someone's gonna want to break away from the team, and they're gonna ruin this team. Just well, PJ Tucker has a player option, so he could choose to leave this team on his own accord. Uh, Morris is a free agent at the end of this year, so you know you have a lot of players potentially leaving. So Mm -hmm. you don't, you maybe maybe that's not going to be an issue. But I think of the teams we talked about, they're certainly the most vulnerable to to blowing up, whether it be internally or due to players leaving right except for a hero <laughs> for some reason he he's always just cool and he'll he'll be he'll yeah. be fine he'll probably end up he has a team option a di- uh i imagine they're gonna pick up that team option i don't know why yeah. he would we'll see like he he's a type where if something could blow up here and then hero might be like god i'm out of here you guys are just i don't like this yeah. atmosphere you know so if something like that could happen they seem pretty good on the team interviews that I was watching, though. They were all hugging and having fun and everything. But when you start losing, you know, just I could see just someone exploding and just <laughs> blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what they're going to do. I, I think, like I said, they're, they're the most at risk to, to falling off of this list. And, and you know, you're, you're a Jimmy Butler injury away from being involved in a playing game. Yeah. Well, we'll keep track of this. So if Memphis Grizzlies win this series against Golden State, then they won't. Miami will blow up too as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, you mentioned Marquise Morris. He'll he's only played three minutes in the playoffs mm-hmm. when I when I took these notes. So clearly, they're not. He's not part of their future. Yeah, he was just probably uh, put in when there were there was a blowout game, and he's a bench player, like at, yeah. at the very far end of the bench. Yep. What happened to Haslam? Yeah, Tyler Hughes he used to be good. Haslam? What happened yeah. to Haslam? Yeah. Forty-one years old, man. Well, put him in. <laughs> he's been with Miami since two thousand and three. That's crazy. If you're not going to play a guy because he's old, then why do you have him on your team? Why did you well, sign him? He's he's. This is his last year. If you must know, Ronnie. So thanks. thanks okay. For that. So he had like a sorry if he's ten-year contract. He's, <laughs> he's probably just going to leave now. Yeah. Because of you. Yeah. He's playing no minutes. I, last year. I mean, he's been hurt too. I mean. Uh, how would you like he being played. on a team for so long and then you finally like have this amazing team, you're in first place, but you yeah. haven't played? Like, How does that make you feel? I would look at my bank account and be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's true. It would piss me off, He's though. played 18 games in the last three seasons total. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least he's there in case some of these guys get injured because I, even though yeah. he's that old, I still think he could handle his, himself and you know, do some damage, but I don't know. That's just me speaking out of my butt too. I don't really know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at his, his contract history. It looks like he's just been signing one year deals. Uh, 2014, he signed a two year deal, but every other year it's been a one year deal, one okay. year deal, one year deal. So I think he's just happy to stick around and, and maybe he's just helping leadership wise and yep. not really expected to, to play a lot of minutes. Yeah. Being that guy in a locker room. 
Yeah, looking at his profile picture on the site, he looks like he's seen some stuff. Being the dad, like Chris Paul is being the dad on the Further Sons. Yeah. You mentioned only, you know, finally on a team getting good. He's a three-time NBA champion. He's been with the Heat so long that he was <laughs> he was with them when they were good and then when they were bad. And now they're that's good right. again. So he's, yeah, see, that's why I know seen the whole. Yeah, he's seen the whole uh, life cycle yeah. of, of a team. Okay, I gotcha. So yeah, they were good and then he stick, stuck with the team so long that they became good again. So that that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so as you guys have can tell, we are uh, giving some expert analysis here. Expert <laughs> analysis here. We are certainly not experts. We are fans of basketball, and that's who we're appealing to. So we're basketball fans. So if you have something you want to talk about, if you want us to talk about it as a basketball fan, call or text our JNR fan line, 602-935-8368, or 602-935-VENT, V-E-N-T. So vent your frustrations, vent your thoughts, uh, on the JNR fan line, and, and we'll talk about it here on the show. Like I said, we're we're fans of basketball, and we're we're making this podcast for you, other basketball fans. We are not experts; we never claim to be, but we want to hear your opinions, and we want to talk about it. So give us a call, get involved with the show, follow us on Twitter at JNR underscore Bball underscore John and JNR underscore Bball underscore Ron. Yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter. We're going to be doing some giveaways coming up soon. I would love to hear from a fan about what they think about the refs, you know, because we're always talking about the Suns and the refs, you know, but I want to see the point of view from right. you know, another fan's team. And, and that's what I said. I wanted, I'd love to hear a Mavericks fan's thoughts yeah. on, on game four where you said it was it was lopsided, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I imagine <laughs> they don't think that way. Right. So get involved with the show. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, I did have a message from one fan. We we were struggling to come up with bird names. Remember, we were making fun of the New Orleans Pelicans, yep. and we're. I think the the conclusion we had is there's no other bird teams in the NBA. Does that ring a bell? Yes. Do you still stand by that? No, I I. So are you saying that there's another bird team in the NBA? Ronnie, there is another bird team in the NBA. Hold on. Uh. No, there's not. <laughs> there is, and I was so embarrassed when our 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 listener from Atlanta let us know that oh, we yeah. are in fact stupid, and there is <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. Oh man! After I'll... we made fun of Trey Young yeah. doing his shiver, we forgot about the Hawks. That's all right; they're forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> So what I wanted to do for you and, and as well as for listeners of the show, and, and we're not going to do this next time, but maybe next week or so, is let's let's pretend hypothetically that the NBA is going to expand to two extra teams. I already know my answer. What cities – so they're going to go to 32 teams. They're 30 right now. What two cities would you like to see teams in – and what names would you give to those teams? So we were really harsh on the New Orleans Pelicans. No, no, don't say it, Ronnie. Don't say it. Uh, yeah, are we saving it for next show? Because I got no, it right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> well, you're saving it. You got two of them to come up with. Uh, um, so what cities and what names should you should you have? So again, we would love to hear from our fans as well. 602-935-8368. Uh, if you don't have two and you just want to blurt out one, that's fine. We'd love to hear it. But what cities and what names should you give those teams? Uh, I have one I've been toying with. The other one's a little bit more of a struggle, but I, I want to hear what you come up with for, for both of these. And then we're going to kind of have some fun with this. We're going to maybe give ourselves a salary cap, a make-believe salary cap, and try to put together our starting five under that and, and compete our 
two expansion teams against each other and uh, see which one comes out on top. I have my two already, but I also have two also. like <laughs> I have four all together, but... Have, well, you got to trim it down to two, Ronnie. <laughs> I have two main ones, and then two are like... But you could also do it here, you know, so... Let, let's see if right. anyone gets gets it right with let's see if anyone matches with what i'm thinking okay yeah that, that's great uh that's all i have for today ronnie do you have anything else you wanted to uh talk about go suns pretty soon gonna finish him off bye mavs all right i expect luca and the mavs to win game six send your hate mail to jnr underscore bball underscore ronnie or ron at twitter uh but yeah thanks for joining us And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.